0: You're listening to the AI Ireland podcast. My name is Mark Kelly, the founder of AI Ireland. If you're new to the podcast, AI Ireland's mission is to accelerate the use of AI for the benefit of our society, our competitiveness, and everyone living in Ireland. To achieve this, we run projects of national interest, most notably the Artificial Intelligence Awards, which are occurring on the 23rd of November 2022. We want to contribute to a culture of sharing, cooperation, action in the Irish AI ecosystem. I'd like to say a special thank you to our sponsors and principal sponsor, Microsoft, for their continued support for the Artificial Intelligence Award. Hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you have any recommendations for future guests, please reach out to Mark at AIAwards.ie. Now on to the show. Hello everybody, Mark Kelly here from AI Ireland. I hope everyone is doing really, really well today. I have the pleasure of speaking with Aviva Cohn. Aviva is the CEO and co-founder of a company called SeamlessCare.ie. And today we are chatting because Aviva and the team at Seamless Care are actually part of our finalists for our AI and startup awards and we have on the 23rd of November we will be showcasing the AI awards and Viva will be there on the day and we're going to have a short overview about the application for seamless care and if you don't, don't know what seamless care is is an empathetic available on a mobile app as an a- API and it works by recording up to 10 seconds of a non-verbal person vocalizations then pre-trained AI AI interprets up to 10 emotional states, such as happy or confused. The AI can also learn about each individual user, and the account holder can customize the AI using accessible interfaces. So, as part of the four finalists for the awards, we're really, really interested in finding out a little bit more about this. Aviva, very, very good to have you on the show today. Thank you. Aviva, before we jump into seamless care, would you mind telling me a little bit of a background about yourself?
1: Sure. I think my background's a little unusual for people in tech. I was a philosophy lecturer and I was also a senior communications trainer. And then in 2006, um, my late husband had a stroke, and that left him nonverbal and with profound uh, cognitive impairment and physical impairment. So um, over the years, I, I started researching ways to help him to improve. And that brought me into the realm of technology.
0: So I can only imagine what those years for you were like. Is that your, is that your why? Is that what kind of drives you?
1: It is. I mean, I started off researching ways that he could improve. And um, I actually published a website with that research. Then um, he, he became so much better over the years. You know, he tried hyperbaric oxygen therapy, stem cell therapy, all kinds of things that really helped him. Um, but he remained nonverbal. So then I set up a company called Neurohero and we developed 19 apps in six languages with accessible speech and language therapy. And then um, somebody actually heard me on an interview like this and invited me to do a postdoctoral research fellowship. Um, which I did in the University of Queen's and in UCD. Um, And that brought me to the point where we could start to work on seamless care. So I did a three years assisted Marie Curie postdoctoral research fellowship. And then we were funded by Enterprise Ireland. Um, And now we're delighted to have investment as a high potential startup from Enterprise Ireland and also from the former chair of the HSC, Frank Dolphin.
0: It's really exciting times for you. And you know, the work that you and the team is just adding so much value. It's funny, although I didn't have the challenges that you mentioned before, I didn't speak until I was four. So that was a lot of time and effort what my parents putting to me in speech therapy. And the impact that has on your self esteem, it's only later that I found that out. Um that you know so many different challenges can happen if you can't communicate clearly or get your message across that people actually can underestimate on 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 a side point tell us a little bit about the challenges from the technical perspective that you've been able to work towards as an enabler by using new innovative technologies to try to fast track coming up with a solution
1: building on your point it's incredibly difficult for people who can't communicate their needs, their desires, their emotions. And that was the starting point for us. Um, So this was what I was hearing as I was doing research. I was hearing over and over again, I understand him, but nobody else does. I know when he's upset, nobody else does. So this was the starting point. So I started working um, to build a a resource of data recording samples of people who are nonverbal and working out what is how do you identify the emotional states from their vocalizations alone because a lot of nonverbal people would have additional challenges their facial expressions may not be reliable they may not be able to use their body in a way Um, i know for steve um, my my late husband, he couldn't do thumbs up, thumbs down to say good or bad. Um, He couldn't use reliable yes and no for a very long time. So it was really important for me to use AI, um, artificial intelligence to build a reliable data set where we could learn what we how people communicate their emotions. So what we have now is an app that sits on your mobile phone, will be an API for larger institutions, and it simply records maybe four or five seconds of somebody vocalizing, and then it gives a readout of their emotional state. I'm feeling happy, I'm confused, I'm frustrated. So it really helps somebody to independently communicate They don't need a care provider or a family member standing there saying, yeah, he's getting upset or he's feeling happy now. The app will actually allow them a level of independence that a lot of people haven't had for a long time.
0: And that level of independence is the key point because people just want to be self-sufficient. They want to be able, I think it's innate in us that we just want to have that ability to communicate and get our message across in the right way and you know it's kind of like you know when I was younger getting a car you know for doing the lessons and having that independence to get out and about and kind of go where I want to do and then from the communication point of view you just want to you just want to articulate how you feel and what what you want to do and you're enabling that and, and and applying AI to facilitate all those different types of range of emotions as well. I'm guessing it was a complicated problem to work on. Where do you even start?
1: It was complicated. Um, I started by, first of all, living with it for 14 years. Um, And my my reaction when Steve had the stroke, um, we had a 10 month old baby and a five year old at the time, and Because I I had been a philosophy lecturer, my background is research. I just sat and I read and I read everything and I spoke to everybody I could possibly find who could educate me. And I took exactly that approach. I spoke to hundreds, probably hundreds of care providers, family members. I met with a lot of people with different types of neurodiversity and I made sure that I always included everybody in the design and development process. I, I, my postdoctoral research was based in um, inclusive design. So I wanted to make sure that everyone contributed and everyone's views and ideas are respected throughout. And we've continued to do that. We really listen. And I think that's the most important thing is work out what, what people actually want and need and then build something for them and with them. That's the important bit with them.
0: And that collaboration point is so important because you really get to define what the actual problem is by getting everybody's input. And it does take a long time to do that, but you really are laser tight on what your outcomes you're trying to achieve.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the, the kind of thinking about this problem and how to address it has been going on since 2006, since I started trying to work out how to help Steve. Just going back to your point, I think you've you've made the point very well about independence and communication. I remember Steve was my karate teacher for almost 20 years. Uh, He was uh, one of the most senior karate instructors in the world. And he had someone come over from overseas to visit him. And when they arrived, they spoke to me about him. Um, because they didn't know how to handle his inability to communicate. And he stood up and he backed them out the door and he said the only two words he had, which is goodbye. (laughs) That was it. And they were gone after traveling to see him. It's hard to overestimate the importance of independent communication.
0: Yeah, I remember just recently seeing research about so many people that are incarcerated because they haven't been able to Articulate the correct response and a lot of the time it can be aggression because they haven't been able to get across what they want to do and they just can't handle, they go into a kind of a state of overwhelm because they don't know how to, to, to manage that and, and work through it. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a problem that people can underestimate all the symptoms that can come from that. Hosted by AI Ireland in conjunction with principal sponsor Microsoft, the fourth annual AI Awards is taking place on the 23rd of November 2022. This is a morning to afternoon event with a smart, casual dress code. You'll have the opportunity to connect with some of the finest minds and organisations in the Irish Artificial Intelligence community. The ceremony draws a large audience of the AI community, data scientists, research engineers, technology CEOs and some exceptional guests, and of course, the awards finalists themselves. To attend on the day, please head over to Awards. Or on the AI Ireland website where you'll find the tickets page, our predictive AI model clearly indicates that you cannot afford to miss this event. Act now. Tell us a little bit about some of the, the initial return on investments or benefits that you're actually seeing.
1: So this is the first thing that I mean, what you're talking about is central to what we're doing. So Empathic is the name of the app, Empathic because it understands emotion. And one of the biggest problems. At home and in caring institutions is that people do become frustrated and that can manifest as challenging behaviours where people can either um, become more aggressive towards those who are providing care or they might for example try and stand up and walk when they don't have the physical capacity because they're too frustrated to, to wait until you understand what they're trying to get um, so the consequences can be um, falls, injuries to staff, poor staff retention, very poor quality of life for the person who may become sedated, or very difficult management issues for, um, let's say, uh, care providers, where you might need several people to help with one person who was just understandably frustrated. Um, and and behaving in a challenging way. So what we have found through the testing, we've been testing this for for, a couple of years now, is that we're getting reports that people feel calmer because they feel understood. The number of challenging behaviours have decreased. The quality of life has increased for both the care provider and the care recipient. And also that people are they're they're more motivated, so we had one story where a lady went for a walk uh, she she was taken for a walk by her care assistant, and she lost her shoe on the walk, um, which you know can happen if you're in a wheelchair. and she came home and she actually articulated sh which was the first functional word she had ever tried to say. And her care, her primary carer believed that this was because the activity of using empathic, where people were focusing and saying, I see you're feeling happy now. I see. I'm, I, I understand you're getting upset. She now felt that she could communicate, that people were genuinely listening, even though she was always in a very caring environment.
0: And, and it it, she had to get that out to let people know because it was so pressing for her to articulate what had just happened because something wrong had happened and she wanted to make it right and uh, you, you kind of classify as that kind of a functional word mm-hmm. but she just felt so much better for people understanding and and and, and letting her uh, you know f- acknowledge how she's feeling at at, at that time
1: It's Um, it's a it's a natural human instinct. If we feel understood, then we are more inclined to take part socially and to feel well in ourselves. And that changes how we act in the world.
0: And in the world we live in, very few people are listening anymore because everyone's just digitally distracted in their own. And world, and I you know I have to stop myself finishing other people's sentences now, and just trying to be really cognizant of letting people chat and letting people speak, rather than actually trying to put my phrasing on it or or, or whatever. And it's a, it's a real skill just to sit on my hands. Tell us a little bit about the future. You really exciting times with Enterprise Ireland, high potential startup. Where where are you aim to go to?
1: So it's actually incredibly exciting at the moment. We are um, just about to launch the open beta version. So we're inviting anyone who lives with or knows someone who is nonverbal, that is, who has fewer than 20 functional words. We're inviting them to join the testing. They just get to use Empathic uh, without charge until the end of January. And um, after that, then, we will be releasing empathic for sale and we're very cognizant of the fact that um, carers at home don't have huge incomes so we are keeping it at 9.99 a month which is you know doable for for everybody we feel Um, and then we're also offering packages bulk licensing for organizations and institutions and over a thousand licenses then we offer an API so it's really exciting times for us we're getting empathic out there and then we have um, lots of other things coming down the line we're really excited about uh, other other techno- technological advances we have too um but empathic is the first one that uses ai to this extent
0: well i'm really really looking forward to that and you've been very cognizant of the pricing model as well which i think is is brilliant You've been listening to the AI Ireland podcast. My name is Mark Kelly. Today, I've had the pleasure of speaking to Aviva Cohn. Aviva is the CEO and co-founder of Seamless Care. And we got chatting a little bit more about Empathic and how it's looking to change people's lives. Aviva, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Membership of AI Ireland placed your organisation at the centre of the fastest growing technology sector in the world today. As a member you will have access to our diverse and highly engaged professional community which is committed to driving artificial intelligence forward in Ireland. Membership of AI Ireland is for any organisation including data and analytics. We offer memberships to corporate, government and SME organisations. Interested to find out more contact mark at aiawards.ie